The entire FPL community are deeply saddened by this weekend's events regarding Leicester City Football Club. As a mark of respect, we would like to dedicate this week's podcast to Leicester City and their fans and to those affected by the tragedy. Hello and welcome along to the Three Amigos FBL podcast ahead of Game Week 11. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. Marzi, how was your game week? I know the short answer is not nearly as good as you, Don, but what's the long version? <laughs> uh, I think it's all done at 70, to be honest. I was 68 before with Aguero to go and he's gone off. So I think 70 points, no hits. I can't, I'm not, can't complain considering I had a couple of no-shows. Uh, frustrating, but hey, not bad. Happy with 70 points. Nice one. And how about yourself, Kylie? How did it go? Uh, it's been very average. Look, it got a bit better yesterday, but um, it was looking like another repeat disaster week. I think I'm on about 44 points, um, thanks to Sterling getting the assist there. But likewise, uh, no shows, no Hazard um, and Robertson, and then unfortunate options with bad fixtures coming off the bench. So. Um, I think I've kind of weathered the storm as as well as possible. My captain didn't work out, but then, um, you know, for those of you who who uh, saw the tweets on Saturday, Mars's daughter picked my captain, but she did pick Salah first and um, was right. So, unfortunately, I didn't have Salah in my team, or I would be a very happy camper at the moment. I, I think <laughs> I think Hannah mainly picked that because Hannah and Salah sound vaguely similar, so. Salah's well, she got it right in any case. Um, <laughs> How do Hannah and Salah sound anything similar, man? <laughs> they do vaguely, vaguely. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I went with Captain Firmino. I was weighing it up between Firmino and Lacazette just because of the hazard doubt and, like, it didn't make a difference there. So at least I'm not kicking myself over having gone the wrong option. Though I would have liked Lacazette points, if even only, if it was a handball assist. <laughs> if only you hadn't uh, betrayed Mane by dumping him again, you could have gone with Mane, but we, we know how that has gone, Kylie. Yeah, uh, but you're going to get annoyed because I might actually be bringing him back in. <laughs> how did you get we got go on? And uh, just remember that we need to uh, be quick here. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good enough. It was uh, 82 points plus eight so it was a 90 points total but 82 net because i did take a minus eight hit um i brought in ryan for hennessy i brought in marshall for son um and then i brought aguero in for kane so um the hit has worked out nicely for me um and captain manny so, awesome, uh, so it was nice well done, yeah, yeah. Hazard and Robbo, of course, as they did for everybody, they didn't uh, they didn't play obviously, and I got Juan Biscuits and Kennedy coming off the bench, 
uh, for four points. So um, in fact, it'll be a little bit more than that. It'll be 94 points, so minus the eight. So uh, so yeah, a nice game week. It pretty much reversed last week's um, trend where I went from about 36 or about 12k down to 36. So at the end of this one, I'll probably be back up around about the 12k again. So uh, just just nice basically yeah, balancing things off a little bit. Uh, we'll give the league update. Um, obviously, the Man City match is just Man City Spurs match is just finishing up now. But at the moment, top of the table is Parkgate Clavedonian. That's Steve Bibbing's team, and um, he's scored 57 so far this game week. He's on 699 points, so I'd imagine at the end of this one, he will be above that 700 point mark with uh, Mendy and with Aguero going tonight. Um, second place is Bundesliga Bastards um, with Brian Graham. That's um, He's on 80 points this game week, so excellent game week from himself. Um, third place is Beardsley's Pochies. That's Ian Cooper on 64 points this game week. And uh, Victor Moe's Lawn, Joe Stone's team, is in fourth place. The fifth place team is just down this week, actually, because he was up in, um, I think he was in third place last week, is Sky Player in FBL. That's Paul Jones. Um, but well done to all of those. And um, keep up the good work. Um, Marzi, each pod, of course, we hand the mic over to yourself to get rid of any build-up of excess fantasy angst. And uh, so, Marzi, take it away. Well, apart from the fact that I find it hilarious and how blinkered we are, if you have Lacazette, you wanted an assist. If you didn't have him or you didn't support Arsenal, you thought it was a handball and it clearly came off the defender's head, whatever it is. So, I mean, you know, and then people complain, oh, Zaha dived. And then Jacka comes out and says, oh, no, I, he didn't. I took him out. So, you know, what? at the end of the day, we're all blinkered and we all just want what's good for our club and fantasy football. At least be honest about it. Uh, well, so, um, yeah, I mean, for me, the, my main, it's, it's not really a rant. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm a bit upset at the moment because when I find myself annoyed with Don, Amiga Kali calms me down, speaking words of wisdom, she tells me to let it be. And in times when in-depth research is needed or good graphics, she's the first to volunteer, creating some <laughs> awesome content. So, so I let it be. Now she's leaving, now she's leaving, going away for three weeks. I doubt Don is going to leave me alone and tell me to let it be. So, uh, yeah, I'm upset that Carly's going for three weeks. Now Don's going to make me work hard. <laughs> yeah, work you to the bone. How <laughs> dare I go on holidays? <laughs> I, we're disgusted. But, um, yeah, Mars, I won't be asking you to do what Kylie does. <laughs> we, we have a reputation. It will never be as good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, you, you'll have a great holiday, and um, and we we'll look forward to getting you back then when you're back. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's actually just there because of the international break. It's just the the two game weeks that I will be away for um on this occasion. So that's that's not too bad. It's nice but of I, you to arrange it like that, anyway. Yeah, but the worst thing is um we are flying out on Friday, and Friday evening, so. We will arrive in Australia on Sunday morning and it's going to basically be like two fiends trying to get Wi-Fi to look at our FPL teams because all of the football will have been missed, basically. Um, so I'll be in, in transit not knowing, for better or worse, what has happened to my team on the way over there. I have a funny um, image of you arriving in the arrivals hall and family going, hey, hey, and you're there on your phone going, no, no, wait, just one minute, just one minute, one minute, one minute. <laughs> it's pretty accurate, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, tell us, come here, um, do not, we'll save, you'll have a safe flight anyway, and you'll, um, you'll be keeping in touch, no doubt, on Twitter every so often when you're, uh, when you're over there touching base. I will at weird hours. Yes, I'll be I'll be lurking around on Twitter. Excellent. Um, the big topic of the week, of course. Um, normally, we focus on one specific topic and thoughts of the FPL community. However, this week there are more like three different topics which we're all talking about. Uh, first up surrounds those uh, premium defenders with uh, with us all wanting to possibly reunite the armband that is, of course, Alonso, Ma- uh, Mendy, and Robertson. Um, but uh, what's your thinking, Kylie? I'll come to you first on it. Um, Mendy has had a kind of a mixed bag um, game tonight. Robertson was dropped um, for arrested at the weekend. But um, what's your thinking on these, on all the talk in the community about getting those big guys back together again at the back? Um, do you think is it a doable? Um, is it a necessity? What's what's your thinking on it? Well, I think it's definitely ideal. Um, there are obviously some some cheap alternatives that sort of come and go uh, in favour, but you know having the the three of them um, is is definitely an ideal situation because you feel quite confident that you're going to get clean sheets and then they all do have um, attacking potential. Robertson being rested is what it is. It was a frustrating match for that to happen in, of course. Um, because it was it was a great fixture, but he's had his rest now, and so I really I think it's just one of those situations that we suck it up. Um, but certainly he wouldn't be going anywhere from my team. I currently don't have Mendy at the moment. I do plan to remedy that because I'm looking to get rid of Trippier. But um, Mendy has not played well today. He's looked poor, but the reality is they. Still, it looks like they're still going to be keeping a clean sheet. Um, and, you know, he does get those attacking returns. He did it last week as well. So I think the ownership will just continue to increase. And um, we've seen that having premium assets has definitely been a worthwhile investment at the back. Alonso got his first attacking return. Um, since game week four, I think it was, actually after a, a load of people started talking about moving him out for Mendy, which is the most typical situation. But uh, again, he wouldn't be leaving my team either. I think if you can have them, it's hard with lots of other premium assets, but why wouldn't you? Yeah, I know the talk definitely was to move, um, to move, uh, sorry, let's draw on a blank. The move, of course, was to move, um, Alonso out because um, as you said he hasn't done much in the last few weeks but um, this assist in game week 10 definitely I think has made people have a lot more to think about um, ironically there's a few players actually in the game week Manny included who um, who probably had a lot of people um, you know they, they were they were kind of finger on the trigger to get rid and now they've performed it's kind of probably scuppered a few plans transfer plans I know that um, getting Mendy in is a high priority for me, and Alonso with his price tag was was looking like a um, a viable option. But um, yeah, like I said, it's very hard to know. You could transfer one of them out, and all of a sudden, then you'll find that you're on the wrong horse. Um, what's your thinking, Marzi, on it all? Well, my thinking it's ram, it's not arm. I'm gonna ram it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think look, all, all three are viable options. All three are playing more like midfielders and. And wingers, you know. So um, for for me, I'll definitely. Um, my I have two free transfers, and 
uh, my plan is to um, to get Mendy back in. That's that's the main option. I just I don't have any city midfielders right now. And as much as I would love Sterling or uh, Mar- even Mares or uh, KDB, these guys are so expensive for the players that I have in my team. That I'll have to really change the structure of my team to bring them in. Whereas with Mendy. Um, you know, from like, I can either move from Alonso, but I don't want to. I'm keeping Alonso and Robertson, and uh, I'll, I'll get rid of Capasele. Um And that downgrade, um, you know, I've, I've got options. I can either downgrade Richard, uh, Richarlison, uh, Madison. We'll we'll talk about that later, or or even uh, Mitrovic, right? So I've got options for players that are not. I wouldn't say are premium players. I don't have to lose, and I don't have to decimate my team either. It's just one player. Uh, you know, a lot of people can turn around and say, yeah, Mitrovic, just get rid of him. Yeah, I could, but I actually want to upgrade Mitrovic to Arnie. So it comes down to one of those two midfielders that they are so frustrating. I like them both, Richardson and Madison. Uh, they have the potential. They both have a good run of... Well, Richardson has one good, one bad, one good, one bad. And Madison has an all right set of pictures. Obviously, there's much more important things happening at Leicester right now that will, you know... That's that's not the main focus, uh, but also it's just his his uh, attacking returns have kind of been trickling rather than consistent. But it's just the fear that you take one of these out, and for me, what I need to to balance it, to balance it in in my mind is right. Will Mendy deliver more than the one that I drop, which I think he would, and that's why I think I will be ramming ramming it up. Yeah, what are you going to do though when Cabaselli like comes up with his max bonus <laughs> points, clean sheets, he consecutive had, he had, game he weeks, had his and so on? The whole reason I got Cabaselli in is when I looked at the fixtures, I knew uh, Wan Bissaka had Arsenal away, and I thought right, and uh, then Bennett I think was uh, away to Brighton, and I thought you know what, Huddersfield at home, Cabaselli, brilliant, and that w- would have been the plan, and they got the free, they got the clean sheet. In fact, I was dreaming of a, a, a cheeky goal, <laughs> and then he gets rested. So uh, that's it. He's yeah. he's lucky he survived so far. Uh, I didn't I didn't race transfer him out. Yeah, you actually touched on there about the the next section. Of course, the thing that everyone's talking about is Madison and Richarlison. Both of them have performed. Obviously, Richarlison was like the star of the first few game weeks pre his suspension, and Madison has looked great um, for a lot of the season so far. But both of them are kind of frustrating owners at the moment. But do you think, like, who, Kylie, I'll come to you first because Mars kind of mentioned his dilemma there. But um, if you were looking to get rid of one of those guys, who would you be getting rid of? Um, it's tricky because I think that there's reason to have both of them on the chopping block. Um, I would probably say Madison. I have Richarlison. I don't have Madison. Um and while Richarlison has been somewhat underwhelming in terms of his attempts on goal while playing up front, he still has delivered. So I think it's three games he's played um, as forward and we've got a goal and an assist, um, which is not bad given his, his price range, but we have come to expect more from him than that. Um, so it, He's probably going to go anyway, just simply for the same sort of reasons that Mars is talking about to free up some cash, just because that's what I need to do. I think otherwise I might just leave him there. The fixtures are kind of meh. Um, Madison, I think you you watch him play and I think he's been superb at Leicester, but he's, he's kind of a tricky FPL asset. Um, he has delivered points, but never 
really convincingly. So I wouldn't look at him and think that he's going to run amok in any given game week. And there are quite a number of other options that could be had either at cheaper price points or similarly. So I think if you have one or both of them, that there's there's definitely a case to be moving on. You've probably had them for a little while now. And so it's not a case of you've just brought someone in and then you're dumping them straight away if you don't get an immediate return. Um, I think most people who would own these players have had them for a number of weeks. So there, there's justification for starting to look elsewhere. But I wouldn't say that it's like an urgent situation. It's not like a crisis. But if you need the money or you're wanting to do something else, then I think there's reason to get rid of either. And uh, Mersey, at the moment, which one are you leaning towards? Look, again, I don't really want to be talking about this with regards to FPL because there's much more important things more than FPL. But I also saw that there's a, there's a debate about whether the game should go ahead or not, and I think they should make the right, the right call for whatever's right for Leicester, for Leicester Football Club. Now, obviously, if that game is suspended, then the decision is easy you, for me. Uh, I'll move Madison out. And then when they play again, if it's a double or whatever, you, you bring them back in. Um, but even before that, to be honest, I think I'm, I'm leaning more towards Madison. I was looking at both of them. And um, if, if you look at their, their points, as what, what, what um, Kylie said actually does, does translate uh, into points. If you, if you look at... Um, now, both of them play most of the game. I think... Um, Madison is more likely to be hooked off earlier from what we've seen. But, uh, I mean, if you look at the last uh, four games, and this is what, <clears throat> what I mean about trickling of points from Richardson, 3-7-3-5. The most annoying one probably is the one, the first one, which is Fulham, where he did nothing. Uh, but I, I really can see, is Silva going to continue trying to play, him, to, play him, to play him up front? If you I watch the United game, and he was really unlucky, actually. Walcott was really selfish. Uh, he had a couple of chances where he set up people and they should have scored. And he still got that assist. So he was really involved. He was getting frustrated. You can see that. Uh, now, if you look at Madison, and the reason I am thinking more him than, than uh, Richarlison, you know, when it, I like my strikers and he's an out-of-position striker, really. Um, in the last four games, he got a six for one assist and then two, two, two. Uh, you know? Uh, and, and before that, I don't even want to talk about it because he was on my bench. It doesn't count, uh, you know. <laughs> mm. So, um, and he seems to come off earlier sometimes. So for me, I think right now, uh, it, it will be um, Madison that goes. And interestingly enough, he's point one uh, more, more uh, I've built up more, even though I've built up more value in him. So actually when I sell, I do have a point one more, um, which I might need for my future moves. Yeah, this this might not actually be a bad time, Mars, because um, I know one of our one of our friends on Twitter, guy at FBL Planner, was he broached the kind of the the somewhat sensitive subject that of course Leicester City they're dealing with a situation that none of us want to see our club or any club in. Um, but from the simple point of FBL, FBL is like such an irrelevant. It's such an irrelevant thing in the grand scheme of things in life. So in this case, it's no different. Is um, and 
it the but what FBL managers have to really kind of think about is as well as offering their condolences and thinking of the people at the club, they are weighing up their teams and they're looking at a club that is in going to be in mourning and going to be on through a very difficult phase. I guess um you kind of answered it in there is the way I would be thinking about it is they're more likely to probably be a little bit of upheaval whether it's fixtures kind of moved around whether it's um, just players that are kind of the focus won't be there you picture your own workplace and if a tragedy happens the focus probably won't be exactly the same as what it normally would be so from an FBL point of view being very cold about it I probably will be thinking you know don't don't overinvest and kind of probably sway on the side of just mm. kind of leaving Leicester players be for now until yeah. um until this kind of situation kind of plays out I guess and they and they and they get over this period the the short term period of mourning. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I mean there's there's a debate and another point saying that they're going to go play for the you know you could see you could see the the love of the players for for the chairman he, he sounded like an amazing man to be honest in football and that side of football. And the, the, I don't know if you read what what Kasper Schmarkel, uh, wrote talking about it. Just makes you know m- makes the the hell in my arm stand stand. He's yeah. he, he was really emotional about it and saying that we should do it for him. And you know as uh, uh, he's not the club captain, but when Morgan is not playing, I think Schmarkel is the captain, right? So he's basically leading from the front. But it's it's absolutely the right thing to say. It's abs- but will there? Will all the players be, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's not an easy thing to deal with. I'm not talking about, I don't even want to talk about maturity, but it's just the whole thing. Football becomes irrelevant when, when something like this happens, let alone FBL. So I agree with you. I think, you know, that the way I look at it is I'll probably just not think about, um, I'll always be thinking about Leicester Football Club for, for what happened, but not, not from an FBL point of view. And, and that's maybe why I'll just... Take Madison out for now. Um, Kylie, we'll move on to the next sexual section of, of course, that everyone is talking about, and that is the forward section. Um, I guess it's the five to seven kind of the cheap forwards have been great this year for so far in FPL, whether it's Wilson, Mitrovic, Zaha in periods, even down to like Danny Ings and so on. But um, they're going through a little bit of a rough patch, Wilson aside, who had a great game week 10. Um, what's your thinking on the forward to own? I know Arnie owners were cursing because he was left out at the weekend in a fixture that they would have really liked him to be playing in. But they, Arnie's fixtures look terrific going forward. But kind of, if you were giving me your kind of grading on those, those cheap forwards, give me your kind of the favourite ones you'd like to have in your own team for the next, say, three to five game weeks. Yeah, okay. So well, I think there's one that hasn't been mentioned there who has been doing really well, and that's Murray. Um, he's on six goals so far. He's just kind of been ticking away. I know he had the little injury. It's the same number of hip operations he's had as well, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the reality is he still gets the goals, and they do have good fixtures. So I think he is, particularly if you've got people who own, say, Mitrovic, and they're looking to move the obvious target in terms of form, we know is Wilson, but they do have difficult fixtures. So while you might hold Wilson, it, you know, you might be less inclined to bring him in. So then you're looking at, as I said, um, the likes of Murray, maybe for someone different, um, or Anatovic is always going to be the one that's really attractive because we know what he can do. He's had a strange season where he's been scoring largely when he's been playing um, and delivering some returns. 
but he has these constant injury clouds that keep happening. And so it becomes a little bit difficult to own him despite the fixtures if you don't feel any degree of certainty. I think there was a lot of people actually who got scared about Vardy and whether Vardy would play or not, who sold Vardy and then brought in Anatovic because they had no idea that he wasn't going to feature. Um, so uh, ratings-wise, I, I still think Wilson is the best of the bunch um, with the caveat that he has difficult fixtures. Um, I would be looking at Murray outside of that. Um, I think his ownership is relatively low. And um, despite being 104, he still manages to, to score the goals. And Brighton are in good form at the moment, and they've managed to string together some, some good results back-to-back. Um, -back. So I think he's one to, to look at and, um, and then sort of monitor the Anatovic situation. Because if it looks like he's back and fit, then he's a great option too. Yeah, he's, uh, it's exciting when you own Ernie. But I um, yeah, the the people who sold Ernie for Vardy, I guess, a lot of them probably were getting a little bit ahead of what their planned move was for next week, say. Mm -hmm. um, and going, look, we'll get him in a week early, take a hit if necessary, but, you know, he's surely going to do something. Whereas, uh, whereas that it did really blow up in their face, unfortunately. But um, the Ernie injury, the, his injury concerns this season have been a little bit of a kind of a worry for me. I have had Wilson in for quite a while. Um, and at that move to Arnie was the one I was looking at because West Ham's fixtures are terrific. But um, it's this, this injury concern is kind of it definitely is is putting the halters on me at the moment. Um, so we'll see what I'll do with that one. And um, it's right, right now, why wouldn't you move up Wilson? I've got Wilson and I have no. Yeah, plans. I wouldn't he sell him if I held him. Absolutely on fire. He's on fire. I don't care who he's playing right now. Um, you know, I can see them scoring at home against anyone right now. Yeah, okay. uh, of course. They, these these guys in their price will go up and down, but you want to jump on. You want to. Okay, I'm not. Maybe you don't want to chase points, but if you've got them, you don't sell them. Yeah. Um, no, no. It's um. Well, sometimes I think you know it's getting ahead of things, ahead of um of trends a little bit. I mean, I think yeah. Ernie the the fixture list so looks so good that I can imagine the West Ham. The West Ham um, dressing room, and they're getting, they've after getting through this rough stretch, and I'm literally saying, right, this is the time now where we need to make up Absolutely. our points. Burnley, Huddersfield, forget City at home, and then they got Newcastle, Cardiff, Palace, Fulham, mm. Watford, and Southampton. Yeah. So this is why for me, you know, talk, talking about this to finish off, like I've got Mitrovic. So for me, it's do I hold Mitrovic for one game because he's playing Huddersfield away? Or just realise that Fulham are absolutely awful, and Huddersfield probably thinking these these are three points that we need to get. Um, <laughs> like mm. Huddersfield actually if, if, at home. Ignore the Watford game, which was away at home against Spurs and Liverpool. Were unlucky. Yeah, yeah I fancy Huddersfield uh, to win that match. To, over and I think they will. I think they will. Turn, I think they will turn Fulham over. It's just whether Fulham can also exploit that weak defence. But we said the same when they played Bournemouth, and they didn't. So it's just really, it, it really. It, for, it, it's a matter yeah I mean I think it's a wise move uh, to, to for people who do have Mitrovic and have the money to, to jump on Arnie or go somewhere else uh, and, and for me it's, I need to decide whether it's a minus four that I want to do or just a, uh, a two transfers and then move on Mitrovic to, uh, to Arnie 
Yeah, that's one thing I I was I always do say when when we look at the fixture list and we go saying right that looks like a great fixture list for a team which aren't the best team themselves, but that is what the opposition also look at. They look at being these games as being the winnable games where they might rest a player against Murray style. They might rest a player against a big team to have them around for these so-called six pointers, where they think that this is where they'll actually earn their points. So. Them, them fixtures often they're not as gravy as what they might hear on the tin um, but uh, but yeah 100% agree folks uh, we move on are we ready to move on to the Bonk, Murray and Stalk section of the show of course let's do it excellent um, Kylie come to you first um, the keepers um, th- this game week of course Mr Pickford since um, in the last few game weeks he has been coming up annoyingly in this section a lot um, but another penalty save, a very dubious bonus points, and he's he seems to be getting in the points every single week. People looking at the Everton defence and regarding it as being more solid than what it has been, um, that they might have turned a bit of a corner. Um, is there any merit in people bringing him in? And if people are bringing him in, do you think that it is a bonk, a marry, or a stalk move? Yeah, I just don't rate it, to be honest. Um it, his points are completely skewed by these penalty saves and we saw this earlier in the season with Etheridge from Cardiff um, and a lot of people went in he had a price rise loads of people were buying him because he had back-to-back penalty saves and it, it's just not something that is a sustainable avenue of points he's more expensive than I mean look at Ryan for example so Ryan's on considerably more saves than Pickford He's now on more clean sheets than Pickford as well um, and has a great fixture run. So, you know, he's cheaper than Pickford. I, If I was looking to make a, a keeper move, it, it wouldn't be to, to Pickford. I, I just don't think that he's worth it. He's made 30 saves in total. He's like seventh um, in the mm. goalkeeper rankings. Um, and while Everton now have got two clean sheets, it's two clean sheets in 10 matches. And in most of the other matches, they've conceded two goals or there thereabouts. So I would be steering clear of him personally. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think um, Ryan is on second most, pen, or second most saves behind Fabianski, who seems to just have that spot nailed every single season. Actually, he's third. Uh, Hart is on. Oh, Hart just moved. 40, ahead, I, I think Hart's on forty-five. Uh, Fabianski's forty-four, and then uh, Ryan's like forty-two or forty-three. I know of them. I'd prefer to have Ryan definitely. But yeah. uh, the um, another one that's actually that's that's popular at the moment and has done very well recently is Ben Foster. Um, what do you think? Watford have looked great like a lot of this season. I'm really, really impressed with them and happy for a lot of their fans we're friends with on Twitter. So um it's but what's what's your thinking on him as as an option if you were weighing up between him, say, and um and the aforementioned Ryan? I would still go with Ryan, but I I would have a more positive view on Foster, I think. Um Watford kinda had a little slump there for a couple of weeks where they, they weren't doing as well. Um, but generally speaking, they've they've been strong. Um, I know he only has three clean sheets, but they do have uh, a couple of like they have a few tricky fixtures as well. They do have Liverpool and City coming up, but they've also got 
Um, the next two are Newcastle and Southampton. Um, so I think, and, and given his price, if you want to go in a different direction, I would think that he is more viable than Pickford, certainly. So probably worth a, a, a spot on the watch list, so a stalk. But again, I do. I just really think that if you happen to be, you know, we talk about this a lot where with keepers, it's one of those situations where it's a luxury move. Either you're forced into it because of injuries or, or something else, you're on a wild card, or you really have no fires to put out and you are in a situation where you can make this transfer. So it's quite rare that we would swap it around. I have Patricio sat and forget um and I also have Doherty in my team. I would very much like to have Ryan in there as an option. I don't think that I will get around to making that move because there are other things that I need to do. But it would be Ryan that I would be considering over other options. But faster, I certainly think, is is more viable um, than Pickford. Nice one. Thanks, Mill Kiley. Uh, Mersey? move on to the defenders um, Balbuena of um, West Ham was the player that I wanted to speak about um, shout out to I think it was Suj on the FBL Planet um, podcast he's been picking him up for quite a while but um, the West Ham we mentioned earlier on the West Ham fixture is taking a definite turn for the better um, Is the like? are you looking at some of those guys to possibly bring into your team and um, what's your thinking on Balbuena specifically uh, yeah, <clears throat> uh, so as, as we mentioned on uh, on Twitter, did uh, did big him up. Uh, however, he doesn't own him as James, uh, the other, his his uh, partner on on the podcast, uh, eagerly pointed out. You can uh, tip somebody, but it's another thing owning them. Uh, yeah, so West Ham. Um, so they've got they've got a couple. I mean, we just we just said to the fixtures about. Um, Arnie, so I'm not going to go through them again. Uh, he, he's a good option, but listen, m- most of us will either have uh, three premiums. We talked about it before, Ram, Arm, whichever one, uh, plus two options, which most likely you'll have uh, Biscuit or somebody else. So if not, you probably upgraded to Doherty, who, in my opinion, is a much better option. I thought Wolves were very unlucky against Barton, and Doherty could have had a hat-trick. So, I mean, 4.4... Or soon, probably 4.5. The way price rises are going, it's one of these awkward ones because um, you know with those fixtures, you probably want to play him. But unless you're playing 4-4-2 or or unless you're playing four at the back and you have three premiums, um, why would you have a? For me, I would rather have uh, you know you already have biscuit, so he's he's sitting on the bench, and it depends who's who your fifth defender is. Uh, is it Doherty? You're not gonna, you, you don't swap Doherty with Balbuena. Unless you you know you have Stankovic or a defender that doesn't play and you have the funds, absolutely, he's definitely then a, a, a Murray. And you just put him in there and you play him in those fixtures or a playing sub because we've seen how important this week and last game week, but more, more so this game week, the importance of subs. But if you, have, if you do have three premium forwards and uh, you have two playing defenders already, Unless you have no other fires in your team, then maybe he's 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 a good option with those fixtures. Um, but for me, right now, for me personally, he'll be a stock. Nice one, Mersey. 
Um, and next up, Kylie, is Barkley or Malicevic? I've written down for my uh, for my midfield options. Um, Barkley has been had a bit of a trend of actually scoring points off the bench and um, in limited minutes for Chelsea this season. Um, he of course was a bit of an FBL star when he was with Everton, and you know it, it, he's a very very cheap way into that Chelsea attack and Chelsea attack slash midfield. Um, what's your thinking on him? And also after that, if you could just speak on the Crystal Palace penalty king, um, Milo, who's come up with two penalties this game week, and um, he of course banged them in for fun last season. Yeah. Okay. Well, Barkley's an interesting one. He has now got three goals and three assists in the last three matches. And so in that time, he started, obviously, this game week and uh, the game week, uh, not the last one he came off the bench, but the the game week before that he started as well. Um, He has had weird minutes, but he's, what, 5.8 million. So I think given a player that is in that kind of of form – Absolutely, I would say go for the go for the punt. I mean, he's scoring even off the bench. He's in great form. He plays for Chelsea, and um, he's delivering great points. He's got a really good um, baseline BPS as well. So your chances of getting bonus when he's delivering um, is a lot higher. I think he's had eight attempts on goal in uh, the last four matches. And so that includes one where he was only on the pitch for about nine minutes. Um, so, you know, it, it's not setting the world on fire, but obviously he's been quite clinical in terms of the the shots that he's taken in the recent game weeks. And I just think we have, we were talking about Madison and Richarlison and these kind of players and how people might want to free up some cash in in those spots uh, so that they can go for a Mendy or, or do whatever it is that they, they need to do. And I think that he, I would not call him a Mary by any stretch. And I don't think he has real longevity or certainly we can't feel confident of that. I can't see him getting dropped with the the caliber that he's he's playing at, at the moment. But I, I do think that he's one that you could pop in your team uh, see how it goes for a couple of weeks and maybe get the benefit out of it. Could be considered points chasing, but he didn't get all of his goals and assists in one match. It was consecutive matches and he scored in each of them. So that that says to me that um, he's he's a bandwagon that it, it wouldn't do any harm to to jump on. In terms of Milovic... Before, before, before you, you jump on, uh, on Milo, uh, I completely agree with you, by the way. He is one of the options that I'm looking at to downgrade to along with yeah. Brooks, potentially Fraser, or maybe one. or maybe like a Watford um, midfielder. Now my issue is all of these guys will be my fourth my fourth uh, midfielder most of the time when I play three four three. So I need somebody who's um, who will deliver uh, at least every other game, and that's what Barkley has been doing. He's playing yeah. an attacking team that is scoring goals. In the last, like you mentioned, so 13, 6 and 17, that's just the last three games. People are worried about rotation. Well, he came on against uh, United and scored. He played the, the game for that 80 minutes and then 90 minutes. And then if you look at the uh, the fixtures that he's that he's got, you know, playing with people like Hazard and uh, Giroud or Morata, and just the way he runs into the, for me, it's the Barkley that I fell in love with when he was coming through Everton. 
it's that exciting player that I thought, wow, uh, another young English talent that is going to be absolutely ph- phenomenal, and then went, went off the ball. But if we look at the fixtures, they've got Palace, Everton, Spurs, Fulham, Wolves. That's not bad. And then, like you said, he might not be a Mary. Um, but, I mean, he's a cheap way into the top, uh, into a top four team. And then you can down, again, you can go down to Brooks, up, you know, whatever, you can move around. It, it, those, those spots for me, fourth and fifth midfielder, fourth and fifth defender, are there to be moved about. You have your premium players, and then you try and, ju- and uh, put, you know, put the right, you, you hope to jump on the right player at the right time. With, with with the other uh, with the cheaper options, absolutely agree. That and they they are your cheaper options, and I feel you have the luxury of taking some risks there because they are not your spine of your team where you're relying on. You know, if you're spending eleven million on a player, you want to get the points that that come with that investment. You can afford to take a risk. I mean, Paul brought in Barkley this week. Um, and I remember thinking, what? And then, lo and behold, he ran amok. So, you know, the reward comes with, with taking a gamble um, on these kinds of players. And Brooks is another one who actually he has in his team as well, quite frustratingly. Um, but, you know, these kinds of players, they can be exciting to have in He's your team He's doing well, well with the cheap ones then. <laughs> he is, yeah. He is doing well with the cheap ones. He brought in Salah and uh, Barkley this week. Oh, my God, seriously. Talk about wow. nailing the transfers. Yes. <laughs> um, so he was very obnoxious this weekend. He is still alive, miraculously. <laughs> um but yeah, so I I think it's a big thumbs up on on Barkley. He's half of Hazard's price essentially. Um, I'm not advocating that he's an alternative to to Hazard by any measure, but like put it in context, he's playing or will be playing alongside Hazard again when Hazard gets back. Um, and he's the one that in their last few matches has been scoring all the goals. So if you know if it only if it dries up in a couple of weeks, then you shift him out, as you said. Um, on Milovievich, yeah, I yeah, it's a hard no from me. He scored two goals, the only attacking returns he's had this season in a match against Arsenal. We'd already know that he's great with uh, penalties, although I think he's missed one already this season. But the primary avenue he had for points last season was his penalties, and he was bargain basement price and they were getting a load of penalties. So it was a great time in the sun for him. But he is more expensive this year, and I just think it's hard to to justify that outlay there. Also, their fixtures are horrible. Chelsea, Tottenham, Man United in the next three, I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. That's that. Nice one, Kylie. Um, Next up, Marzi, we have Aubameyang. Now, Lacazette has been the flavour of the FPL month for quite a while because he has been outscoring or close to scoring to Aubameyang um, all year, despite the fact that he's been the cheaper option. Is that going to change, though? Because Aubameyang has looked explosive. I mean, in the last three game weeks, even with limited minutes in two of them, he's returned and returned big. Is there a thought, a lot of people might be thinking even to move that sideways move from Laka to Oba? Is that is that a goer for you? 
and um, and if people do bring him in, do you think is he a long term, maybe even an option as an alternative to Aguero, say, um, or basically is it more of a short term fix? Look, I I love the guy and I tipped him from from the beginning because he didn't have a a World Cup and just the way he finished um, last season, I tipped him to to be up there with with the top goal scorers and highest scorers in FPL. Um, would I do the move? I've seen a lot of people getting fed up with Lacazette. Uh, I can see why. Would I do the move? Uh, maybe if I had no other uh, fires to put, you know. Um, would I move? <laughs> Interestingly enough, there's been discussions on Twitter about this. Would I move from uh, Boomerang uh, from Aguero to Boomerang? Right now, for me, Aguero is is the third highest uh, scoring forward so why would I move away from him it's only a few points between him and and Boomerang and I think they both will do the same in fact I think City have a better fix, uh, fixtures uh, coming now Arsenal are the form team right now we can't deny that along with City <coughs> especially score, uh, goal scoring wise uh, I did think they were luckyish against Leicester and def- and also lucky to, to get anything out, out of the Palace game uh, they seem to always start in the second half and they've got, so they've got obviously a big game against Liverpool at home. It'll be interesting to see what happens in that game. Then Wolves, Bournemouth, Spurs and United. They're not easy games, but big players love big games. Uh, for me, he's just, look, Hazard suddenly now goes out for a while and you want to swap. The thing is, would you downgrade Hazard to upgrade? And There's quite a few people, two premium strikers, but I think the, the way the midfielders right now are delivering, is where you probably want to focus your premium players. So I've got, for example, Salah and Hazard. Now, if Hazard gets injured, my first replacement will be Sterling. I would not look to downgrade and upgrade uh, my forwards because the cheaper forwards, we just talked about them, they're up and down, but, some, but there is always one or two that, that are delivering. Um, so for me, uh, Boomerang would be a stalk unless like an Aguero or your premium striker gets injured. And that's when you move to him, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. I I do hate them sideways moves because, like I said, it's not that he's looked bad. And I mean, he he can uh, an assist or you know a goal. Aubameyang probably is more explosive, and I think that we've summed it up best on this show before, and I've heard it on other podcasts as well. Is they're probably priced correctly in terms of you know that you are going to if you keep Aubameyang and stick with him for the season, you're going to probably get your money's worth um over what you get with Lacazette. But um, Lacazette's value, he just kind of fits a little bit better into people's budgets than what Aubameyang does. And um, for me personally, I'd have to, I would have to go the Aguero to Aubameyang route, which I can't see me doing, um, because I think Aguero pretty much will just be in there, sitting there and set and forget really for the season for me, um, barring any injuries and barring any real massive rotation um, where he's been left on the bench the way Jesus has been left on. Um, but I can't really see that happening. Um, let's, and let's move on to the Barlow and Baldwin captain picks. Now, obviously, we're literally only minutes after Game Week 10 is finished, so it's going to be a tough one to see. But um, Mars, come to you first on it. So, Marzi, who's going to be your Barlow, your boring captain pick for Game Week 11? Uh, it will be uh, Aguero. That will be my uh, boring one. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're playing at home. It's a no-brainer, no really. Well, they're playing at home to Southampton. Um, mm. I doubt he'll play midweek. Um, so yeah, 
I wouldn't be scared of captain Salah against Arsenal or Mane, by the way. I think it's going to be an open, high-scoring game, but it will be Aguero. Um, yeah. If you're feeling ballsy, so you're Baldwin? Uh, I think it would be between Wilson against United or Richardson against Brighton. Hmm. I'm not feeling either of those now, to be honest with you, because as much as Man United... Man United don't look like um, a majorly solid as a rock team anymore. I, I wouldn't, fa- I wouldn't really put Bournemouth up against them and feel too confident. And Brighton's defenses look quite good, as we've all been mentioning with our with our Ryan tips. Yeah, I have to say though, I think it's a really hard week for a Baldwin pick. I think it's a really it is, hard week. It's I, an I easier week for Barlow, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's few viable options there for the Barlow, but actually looking at um, at the other options I can't even see anyone in my team that I would consider risky um, who I would actually ever even consider captaining so um, I'm kind of in a similar situation there I mean for me if Hazard would, was back then it he's an option or Sterling for Barlow but for for Baldwin um it's hard to see where where the love is there. Yeah, Alonso versus Crystal Palace mightn't be a bad one either. If um, as as a Baldwin pick, but I do agree that I think people who own Aguero, um, it's pretty much going to be you know straight to the Barlow this game week. I don't think anyone's going to be looking past him if they do own him. But uh, the uh, the other option too is I, I know what you mentioned there the other side of the fixture you know Wilson against Man United, uh, Marshall got in the for game yeah. week ten and he's looked on fire at the moment and against Bournemouth, you know he wouldn't be a, he wouldn't be a bad shout in um, in that Baldwin pick but uh, but yeah I think it's all about Cun for uh, for game week eleven. Um, folks, let's move on to the listener questions and thanks to everyone who sent them in. We did get a ton um, in answer to the uh, in answer to our tweet out, so thanks a million for those. Um, I come to actually, I'll read them out first of all, and I'll see. I might be able to Medwards um, at FBL Potter was asking about a replacement for Lacazette. He's looking for someone seven mil or less. Now Kylie had a good answer to that one earlier on in terms of her rating the those seven mil downward and um, forwards and I think probably Wilson Wilson still is under 7 mil isn't he he is he's 60 uh, he's 6.6 and um, Mohutsu at Eno385 um, he was he was tweeting saying if he doesn't raise transfer Mitrovic right now do I get another <laughs> free tra- free transfer on um, on Saturday morning because I've been a good boy <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the case because I totally yeah. understand him wanting to rage transfer him out. We all kept him for this little stack of fixtures, even though he'd gone off the boil, just thinking that surely he'd um, he'd come come good. And it's yeah, because he'd it, he'd looked really. I mean, the amount of big chances he was having, and despite the fact that he was playing for Fulham, he seemed to be having a massive number of them earlier on the season. Yeah. You know, he was rivaling like Aguero and these. Um, and at his price tag, he looked like a brilliant sign. And he was one that I wanted to get in for a while, but I'm glad I missed him 
um, because he he hasn't done anything in quite a while. But um, Ishii Kylie Mahutsu was asking just a it's a more serious question. So um, his one was, do you guys find it hard to have cheap forward mid combos from the same non top six teams in your in your elevens? He can't bring himself to own Wilson and Frazier, but he's happy to have Aguero plus Sterling. With the former pair, I always feel that I have to choose one to own and start unless there's injuries. Now, I know that I can understand that because I own both of them. I've been happy with having the two, to be honest with you, because Wilson or Frazier at his price, I'll, I'll happily put him on the bench. And as we mentioned earlier on, Wilson has been, Wilson has been looking kind of threatening against every team. So it's been um, that's been personally the case for me. But um, what are you thinking I, on that one? You know, what? I think Bournemouth are kind of an exception here. Um, I do agree that generally speaking, with the mid to lower uh, table teams, I would be reluctant to have two attacking options when when they're these cheaper ones. Um, but I do think Bournemouth are a, a different thing altogether. They've always been really attacking in the Premier League um, last year not quite as much um, as as previous seasons, but certainly this year they've been in blistering form. And I think you've got two really, really nicely priced players who have throughout the season been delivering. Sure, they've had the odd quiet patch, not really much for Wilson, to be fair. Um, but it's hard to find an alternative at either of their price points who are matching them. So I think that it's it's quite canny and anyone who's had the two of them will have done really, really well. So I would always look at the form and, and, and look at the team. And if I think that there are enough goals in that team to justify having two players, then that's what it would come down to. And so Bournemouth, like City, have enough goals in them to justify two players. And so you keep them in based on their merit. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I like I got in um, when I got in Frazier four or five weeks ago. I think it was my thinking at that point was that he would be kind of he. I had Wilson beforehand, so my thinking was that I would reduce down to one Bournemouth, and Wilson would make way for Arnie. But mm. Wilson's form has kind of made it where I don't want to get rid of him, um, and you know so so at the moment I too and they're worth their place I mean sometimes I think doubling up or worrying about double ups if you believe in the team and you believe yeah. in the player there's nothing really wrong with having them double ups because um, they can like like they did in game week 10 they can they can benefit you or in defence like your Doherty Doherty and Patricio double up they can really benefit too in certain game weeks but um, but uh, good question thanks a million Mahatsu um, FBL Claret um, Claret FBL was asking he's talking about Shakiri, <laughs> Shakiri, Shakiri. is it chasing points to bring him in or is he a cheap super sub so um, what's what's your thinking on that one so I think he's a viable option um, but so I think he's a viable option he'll play more for Liverpool uh, if you'd <sighs> I think he has, to be, he has to be it's with Salah on money. is a very tough one. You have to have him with Salah on money. You can't, he can't be the only Liverpool midfielder that you have. Absolutely not. But if you want somebody else from Liverpool and you don't want to have Bobby and you want to go somewhere different away from the other players that we just talked about in that midfield, I think he will play a lot more and the way he took his goal and the way he's building this rapport with Salah is brilliant from a Liverpool point of view. 
Yeah, I think he, he like as you mentioned there, I don't think he's he doesn't replace if you only have one of those. It's not that you're gonna go, yeah, Shakiri's my representation of the Liverpool attack. Um but if you just had if you had Salah or Mane and you wanted to get a second one in, I mean Shakiri is um he's looked fantastic. When we've um I, I wasn't sure what we were gonna get when we got him, but um mean he's he's blended right in. He does fit in so he, well there, doesn't he? Yeah, he made Lalana look like something that had been resurrected from the 1980s or something when he came in. You know, he just looks. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way he, he's he's really impressed me. Really impressed me. I was happy when we got him, having watched him and when he's on form and when he feels the love from the fans, from the manager, from everybody, he really does deliver. It's just sometimes when the chips are down, he might not. Even then, I thought he did well. So for 13 million, it was a no-brainer for Liverpool from a Liverpool point of view to to bring him in as their squad player. But from yeah, sure, Marzi, when view, it, he was there, the smile on his face when Klopp gives him the hug, and he's oh, there. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I was, I was seeing his smile, and went, that, that's what my smile would look like if Klopp gave me a hug. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what that's that's what Fly's smile would be too if he gets a hug from Klopp. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, if, I'm, I'm sure Kylie would be the same way, you know. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, Kylie Prashant Tawari was asking us FPL Prashant. He was saying his back line is Ryan, Prashishio, Alonso, Shaw, Robbo, Bowley and Biscuit. So he's one, he's 0.5 in the bank. Um, which one of those should he remove? Um, he's thinking Shaw and maybe Bolly too, but he can't think of possible replacements. So, um, so what are you thinking now? He's got obviously two of the Ram, as Maris is calling it, um, defense force. Um, so he hasn't got Mendy in there yet. Um, but who should he be getting in around about those prices? Um, Shaw, I think Man United's defense. I think they've gone. They've haven't had a clean sheet in a, is it seven or eight games, or am I? It's something like that. It's seven or eight while, out of yeah. ten, anyway. Um, but uh, what's what's your thinking on people who want to get rid of Shaw and move on from him? I would, yeah. Um, no question, Shaw has has done well, um, and he's he's got owners out of trouble with assists quite often, it, despite the fact that United have been conceding goals. I think that the, the time will come to reinvest in, in their defence, but um, I don't think it's now. And I would agree that Bolly is another one um, that I would look to get rid of. He does have Patricio and um, the, the one to in, in defence to have there is... Um, is Doherty if you're going to do the the double up, which hasn't been lucrative the last two weeks. But to be fair, we did very well out of it before that. I uh, so I I do think that the two that he's earmarked are the right ones to be considering moving. Um, obviously bringing in a Mendy would be ideal. Budget wise, that doesn't really work unless he's freeing up cash elsewhere. Um, an option, of course, is Duffy, who. For many of the same reasons as as we've touted Ryan, great fixtures. They've got uh, three clean sheets in really good defensive form. He has managed this year to finally deliver on the attacking promise that we all waited a full season for last year. Um, and I think he's 4.6 maybe. He might have gone up in price. Um, so I think he is a good option. Um and otherwise, I would probably be trying to get money to get Mendy in if if I could from somewhere else. Yeah, try to bring a few quid in from your midfield mm. or your forward line. 
Um, hopefully we answered that one okay for you, Prashant. Um, Marzi, FBL Jogger, that's at Let Me Be Your Fantasy. Um, I'd imagine that's what the handle is. It's it's quite a long one. I like it, though. <laughs> it's, um, it's catchy. Um, but he was asking about, he or she was asking about, um, a lot of highly owned players missed out this week. So that's Hazard, Robertson, Arnie, he mentions. And we all need a good bench. Um, but who are your best three cheap options in each position? Is Isaac Success a viable third striker? And is Barkley an option? Uh, yes, I think both of them are. I think we touched on this about four, maybe four weeks ago, but it's it's a good uh, good place to come back to now with with kind of like more options uh, available. We talk, so that captain that we talked about, Donan, we dismissed about four weeks ago, yeah. laughing at us. So we're not going to dismiss him this time. Uh, so I think uh, definitely Brooks should be one of the options that uh, that you look at uh, from a bench point of view because he's he's so cheap and um, he's getting the goals. So if you had you know, imagine if you didn't have Hazard, uh, if you had Hazard and had Brooks as, as your sub, you, you'd be laughing. Um, then you've got people like Kapuwe, uh, Hughes or Delefeo from Watford. All of them are are viable options. Watford are uh, having a good run at the moment. Um, uh, if you want to go re- really cheap for playing um, midfielders, you, you can go like uh, Kamasara from um, Cardiff. He's on set pieces. Um, mm. You know, like I said, if you really Kennedy, want to go Kennedy is a good option, I think. Kennedy, I just don't like Newcastle, unfortunately. I just don't see them yeah. doing anything. I really don't. They're fixtures, they're fixtures, though, and he's like basically a forward. I mean, you're, yeah, you're one of those kind of you things. Expect, You'll never start him. And Newcastle if he comes off him. the bench, he might come off the bench in a big game. Actually. Yeah, I agree. But Newcastle should have beaten uh, Southampton. And I think they were lucky to get away with a, with a, with a nil-nil draw. So, yes, fixtures are great, but like we said, there's teams that have just no form. And Newcastle, unfortunately, are one of them, and I really like them as, as a team. And, I, I, you know, I love, I love Benitez. Um, now, looking at defenders, for example, as well, like, you know, th- there's also quite a few options. Obviously, we, we, know, we all know Biscuit. Uh, he, he does have tough fixtures, but if you look at Brighton, what, you know, you've got Duffy. Um, uh, oh, you need to, sorry. <laughs> Let me take a break. Dunk, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, I'll take a, I'll take a gap. Then you look at Brighton, and you've got like Duffy, Dunk, Bruno, but any of these guys are Brighton are are keeping clean sheets right, left, and centre, and they've got a great one. We just talked about Ryan, so you know there are great options at four point five, four point four. Even Bennett from Wolves at four point two or three at the moment. Um, He's doing all right. Uh, if you really want to, like, if you've got, if he's talking about, he or she talking about Barkley at 5.7, you've got the money, then why not look at somebody like Keane from Everton or even um, Dinier? Because Everton, we just talked about their, their clean sheets, but Keane seems to be always in the box when set pieces, getting an assist or two. So why not if you're going to benefit more from uh, uh, Pickford's um, uh, <laughs> uh, penalty saves? Um, and I think that's, there's quite a few options for you there. We didn't touch on the forwards, but I really don't. Yes, success scored, but as soon as Fatboy is back, he'll be back on the bench, and I really don't rate any of the 4.5 forwards this year. No, I just don't. Do I. No. 
There's yeah, a lot real, more real debacle was asking that Mars if he wanted specifically your view on uh, the return of Fat Dini and uh, yeah, it makes no difference. Uh, he never retired. To me, he had, he doesn't exist anymore. So I, well, you know what? <laughs> I have to say, um, the dreaded Pereira has has like I'm reaching rage levels with him that are kind of akin to your dislike of of Dini. He is such a troll. Oh look, he's on TV right now. I hate nah. him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he doing the shark dance? Oh no, he. I brought him in before my wild card. The week that he stopped scoring, had him in my team. He did absolutely nothing, and then I took him out last week, and he's now scored in back-to-back weeks. <laughs> if that's not a troll, I don't know what is. Yeah, I mean, your your name is getting around, Kylie. You see, the, these players are they're learning. Just this girl is disloyal, and she'll dump you as soon as you're not well, doing what she wants you to do. He didn't do anything to warrant any loyalty from me. The Mane situation <laughs> is different, okay? But Mane and I, you know, we we've had we've a lot of history together. This Pereira upstart, whoever he thinks he is. <laughs> And that's all we got time for on tonight's show. Thank you very much, all of you, for those uh, listener questions. And um, we have been Mars, who you can find at Mars05, Kylie, who you can find at KylieFPL, and myself, who you can find at The Marple Curse. We hope you've enjoyed listening in. Check us out at 3amigosfpl.com, where you can find our latest blog posts and links to our social channels. Please like, share, and rate the podcast on iTunes. Thanks for your support. Good luck in Game Week 11. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.